podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome back to No Tracers. What's up, guys? My name is K, just the letter K. I am known as No Tracers. You can find me on Instagram at no.tracers or any of my other social media is linked down in the description via a beacons.ai link where it shows you all my links if you click on that. Um, I just wanted to make a little announcement here. I have made a new YouTube channel for my urban exploration content as well as this podcast. I will be uploading four videos a week. So I'll be uploading an exploration video, a podcast that was like an old episode another urban exploration video, and another podcast episode. So every week you'll get four videos from that channel for the foreseeable future. Uh, I'm basically uploading my old content from the Just the Letter K YouTube channel to this new YouTube channel called No Tracers so that I can build it up bigger. You see, the thing with YouTube is that your once your channel dies, it's, it's pretty much dead forever. It's very hard to get it to go back to uh, the algorithm. So... I made a new channel called No Tracers and I'll be uploading my old content and new content to that channel as far as Urbex goes. If you guys are into my photography or travel vlogs, those will still be on the Just the Letter K channel. Um, but I I noticed that YouTube favors new channels, so I decided to go ahead and launch a new one. Um, so if you want to head over there and subscribe, I put a link down in the description for you. It would mean a lot to me if you guys could help me build that channel up, especially since it's Urbex based. I feel like you guys will vibe with that more. And uh, it'll be a place for that content. So super stoked for you guys to go check that out. Enjoy the content. And uh, thank you for listening to another episode of No Tracers. If you're new to the show, please hit the subscribe button. And if you have been listening to a few episodes, please do me a huge favor and leave a rating and feedback on the show. It helps us grow in the society and culture section of Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, I'll send you a signed photo print as well. So... This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with a Swedish explorer named Stark Urbex. She is super cool. I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story and how she got into urban exploring, the places she's been in Europe, and some of the crazy history behind some of these places she's been to. I'm super stoked on this episode. Sorry I haven't posted in a while. I actually just got home from a tour in the United Kingdom with a band called Monroe. I was filming a documentary about them. So you guys have some cool content to look forward to as well from that journey. But I'm back. I'm ready to explore some more. I'm ready to dive into some more stories with more explorers here on the No Tracers podcast. Before we get into it, I need to thank our partner, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, well, hey, I made an ad for you. But before we jump into it, just know that if you want to get a case of Liquid Death Water, Use code just the letter K at checkout and you get 10% off your order. Here's that ad in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. 
All right. So, yeah, get 10% off your liquid death using code just the letter K. Hit the, dis- the link in the description. It'll take you straight to the website with that discount code applied. Also, I would like to apologize. Uh, my voice is a little hoarse and I have a cough right now. It's not COVID. Don't worry. I got tested a couple days ago. But uh, the vocalist from the band Monroe I was on tour with, he came down with a bacterial chest infection and we hung out all day, every day for two weeks. We were in a van together with the band. Uh, two of the band members actually got super sick and uh, we, myself and the vocalist, we both got this bacterial chest infection. So I do have a bit of a cough and my hor- my voice is a little hoarse. So that's uh, that's the situation with this episode. But thank you guys for listening. Without further ado, Stark Urbex, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. My name is... Uh, Stark Arabex, and I've been exploring since 2014. <laughs> I'm from Sweden also. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should start over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And uh, what got you into exploring in the first place? What did you catch this bug? Uh, actually, I've always been interested in decaying places. Uh, when I was like nine or ten years old, I found this abandoned uh, farm uh, close to my uh, my my friend's uh, house and I took we went there a couple of times and then our parents found out and they forbid us to go there again but you know then you want to go even more so we went there a couple of times that summer and uh, yeah, I really loved it. So I t- said to the others, let's save all our money and buy this place uh, so no one can stop us from going there. So uh, one year after this, I um, I had saved all my money, which was about uh, 50 euros, like $60. Uh, dollars, and I thought I would be able to buy this place, but... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the others, they didn't save any of their money and I was really upset. But uh, the, yeah, this is the first memory I have from one of these places. And I still remember it, like the details. And uh, I remember how it was to walk up the stairs and see everything. And yeah, it's still one of my favorite memories actually <laughs> oh that's amazing i love hearing that you tried to like buy buy the place as like a, a kid you know i think that's so funny that you had this idea and you were like maybe if we just save all our money not knowing that as a kid you're not going to be able to save a lot of money for like a a building but i think it's cool yeah. that you had that idea to start out with um for you when did you first pick up a camera and start taking pictures of these places Actually, I have photos from this place, and uh, one of the photos I, I uh, thought I catched a ghost in one of the photos. But um, so this was I, I. I have always been interested in taking photos, uh, mostly nature shots. But um, like when I, when I have been when I have been exploring as an adult, I. Um, at first I just took photos to document everything so I didn't see the artistic side of it but then with Instagram and all and seeing how beautiful photos people took I started to take more artistic photos and that was uh, maybe a couple of years ago Mm. 
that's so cool like I love I love hearing about how people got into photography and it's cool that you have photos of that first exploration I can't say the same for myself you know my first exploration was like in the woods and I was like 13 years old didn't have a camera and just kind of uh, explored it and I I wish I had photos of that exploration just for like my memory you know um yeah but it's cool that you you started documenting like right away I think that's super rad um what what kind of gear would you recommend for new explorers? So like, what camera do you use? Uh, do you take like a certain kind of backpack? Do you wear uh, like a certain pair of shoes when you explore? Like what kind of gear are you bringing into these places? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really into the gear. I love all the different cameras and especially the drones and stuff like that. And I have my special Urbex bag, of course, and um, just a couple of things is my uh, headlight. I need it because of uh, even if I have GoPro 8, when I go inside dark houses, uh, GoPro doesn't work very well. Even if I can see, GoPro can't see very well. So my headlight I always bring with me. And what else? Yeah, I have, like most people put, like, um, what do you say, like, uh, clothes that you wear when you go to the forest. But mm. I feel most comfortable in a dress and fishnet stockings because then I can move around like I want. And also, if I go somewhere where I shouldn't be, I can just tell them I took the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look very prepared for it, like... Uh, but I am prepared. I have everything I need in my bag. But um, uh, good light is always good. But uh, what else? Uh, of course, I have my GoPro and my DJI Mini. And I take my photos with Samsung Galaxy 21. So I don't have a real camera yet. But I hope to buy one soon yeah no definitely and, yeah and I've, I've been listening to a few of your episodes now and I think I really need to start wearing uh, a mask more often yeah definitely I think that's super important you know a lot of people forget that our lungs are you know super important for us and the the decay in these buildings is can be toxic you know I I just saw a, a friend of mine freaktography he just posted something about like uh, toxic mold in a building. And I was like, man, I hope he had a respirator on because like it can really damage your lungs after after a few years. And, you know, I, I often joke there's a, a commercial that airs on TV a lot here in America and it's about getting mesothelioma from like mold in your house. And I feel like one day there's going to be an ad on TV where it's like, did you explore abandoned buildings? You might be liable for compensation because you breathed in all this asbestos and stuff. And it's it's just this like running joke that I have because we we put ourselves in these situations where, you know, it's not necessarily the safest air to breathe. Uh, so yeah, I do I do recommend you get a mask or a respirator or literally anything, a bandana, anything that will kind of filter out that that substance. Um, but I think it's cool that you take photos on a phone. You know, I don't think that urban explorers necessarily have to have a DSLR camera or a mirrorless camera. I think that as long as you're taking photos and, you know, having fun, that's what really matters at the end of the day. 
So I think it's yeah. cool that you use your phone, you know? And can you talk about what it's like to explore in your area, like over there? Because I mean, I'm in America, we have like specific types of buildings and they're not that old because America really isn't that old. So tell me about what it's like to explore where you're at. Uh, yeah, so I haven't explored much in Sweden before COVID because I always traveled to other countries to explore. But then after COVID, I couldn't go anywhere. And um, in the summer of 2020, it was kind of the COVID was kind of low here, so I could travel in Sweden. So this is the first summer I have been exploring here. But and I didn't think we had anything because they tear everything down straight away and the police is very strict here so I wasn't very hopeful in the beginning but we have a lot of places especially mines uh, because we had had such a big mining industry all over the country and I love being underground so that's perfect for me <laughs> and, and we have a few factories a uh, few famous ones, and we have a um, very famous asylum uh, that's like the place everyone goes to. There was a um, famous criminal who um, he he fooled the police for 30 years that he was a serial killer to get drugs, and uh, he wasn't a serial killer, but he was in this uh, asylum. And it's called, uh, it's a big hospital with like 60 buildings. So not all of them are abandoned. But one part of this uh, hospital is called Black Storm. And that's, uh, that place is abandoned. They don't use it anymore. So that's very famous. So I'm the opposite. I hate going underground <laughs> to explore. It scares me, you know, I, and mines scare me because like they can collapse and like so many things can go wrong and you can get lost easily. What's it like for you to be underground? Like what, what is it about that that makes you keep going to mines and keep going underground? What, what, make, what do you love about that? Uh, the feeling that you described, uh, that's what I like. I feel the same way about it, but you know, I like that feeling. <laughs> I'm a bit, uh, yeah. Um, I like to be somewhere. I like to be underground or very or very high up. Mostly underground because, yeah, it's more exciting. It's dark. It's tunnels, and you have to crawl sometimes. And uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like labyrinths. I like feeling lost. That's my favorite feeling. <laughs> oh, that's so special. So, yeah, even if I go to an office or like a big nightclub, I love the beginning because then I get lost and I don't know how I can get out. And that's that's my favorite feeling. And when I know the way, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Wow. Um, do you have any urban exploring injury stories? Have you ever been hurt while exploring? Um, not really seriously hurt, but I went to... I, I was going to um, uh, the ruins of an abandoned uh, casino in uh, uh, southern parts of Europe. And it was my third exploration that day. And uh, it was really hot and I didn't have much water left. And I was in a really rural area. And 
yeah, I met some like they they were had chickens and pigs on the streets and a lot of animals, but not very friendly animals, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, so I was walking around in the forest, looking at the ruins, and I I explore mostly alone. So I'm I'm always I'm always on high alert. So uh, sometimes I hear things that are not there, but this time I was pretty sure there was someone else there. I heard someone moving around in the bushes and uh, the ruins were so heavily overgrown so I couldn't see anything. I could just see for like one meter or something. And But I, I continued to explore because this person didn't present themselves. I tried to clear my throat and make them say hello to me but I, yeah. They didn't say anything, so I just continued. And then suddenly I was going on a muddy path to go uh, to some other houses. And uh, suddenly I hear this really big body moving through the bushes towards me really fast. And then a scream that I've never heard before. It was a crazy scream and it was so scary. <laughs> so I just started to run. And um, yeah, I ran uh, through the bushes and then to a building around the corner to hide. And um, just as I was supposed to go around the corner, I saw there was no land on that side of the building. There was a, a, a cliff straight down. But I had time to just stop myself and go another way and go out of the forest. But so that was... Uh, yeah, that was really scary. But um, then I came back to my hostel and I told the people in the in the in my room what happened. And some guys were from Canada and they said, "Oh, that must have been a bear. You met a bear in the forest." And I checked, and there were a few bears in that area, but it wasn't common. So I was like, "No, nah, I don't think so." I don't know what it was, but then I thought again about those animals I met in the street, like the chickens and pigs. And um, when I saw them, I was like, oh, it's so nice here. This is the country area. And uh, they are breeding this old kind of pigs. Like I saw these kind of pigs in the Viking Museum at home. Wow. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so I realized they weren't pigs. <laughs> <laughs> they were wild boar. Uh. And yeah, those are not very friendly, especially not when they have uh, young ones. So I think I was, it was um, not a real attack, but a, a, a small attack to make me not come so close, I think. Yeah, boars are crazy, and they do make that, like, crazy, like, screaming sound. So that could have very well been what you experienced in the woods that day. Like, that's super scary. Like, is that is that your scariest exploration you've had, or is there, like, something even scarier that you can share? Um, I went to the catacombs in Paris, but I was mostly nervous beforehand because... Um, yeah, I felt I was out of my comfort zone because I heard so many stories and 
just before I went there, I saw this YouTube guy who got robbed. Nightscape. And left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that was uh, just before I went. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want this to happen. But um, I went with a very uh, a very nice person, a cataphile, who that person changed my life. I'm so grateful. And I didn't feel unsafe at all. But the only thing that was scary was to climb like 30 meters uh, up to the street and climb out in the middle of the street. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. All the stories of the catacombs that I've heard, like climbing, having to like open a manhole literally in the middle of the road. Like it's such a crazy thing to have to experience. And uh, so I'm in a band and we're trying to play a show in Paris in the catacombs and it's called Goonies Ooh. Fest. And so it's like a big metal festival underground and it's like a dream of mine to play this thing. So hopefully we get to do that one day. But uh, yeah, the catacombs are like, that's like a scary experience. I haven't done it yet, but like I, I'm, I'm dying to do it. Yeah, it was uh, it was like army training. I was, <laughs> I, my old well, my mother was sore afterwards. Ooh. We would have for eight hours I think and we walked I don't remember now but it was uh, I don't remember it was so long several like 20 kilometers or something I don't remember wow and uh can and you share so many oh, sorry, levels yeah it's it's never ending right yeah <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> really so big crazy yeah it's like uh, uh all over Paris, it's like completely built on top of this place. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because I don't believe in ghosts, I don't have the, you know, I scare myself anyway. Like I don't like being in the total dark, but uh, I miss a lot of the scary stories because I don't have that extra, you know, I don't feel if there's some presence or anything so i'm really excited to hear what other stories and what they can see and stuff like that but yeah for yeah. me it's just wild wild boars <laughs> <laughs> just animals in the forest but hey i mean that's yeah. still scary just as scary as anything else you know and you know i i've done uh i i flew out to uh illinois a couple months ago and mm -hmm. filmed for a uh, quote unquote paranormal investigator. I know that a lot of people don't believe in this kind of stuff and it may or may not be real. I don't even know myself, but we explored this abandoned asylum together overnight and we didn't experience anything at all. And, you know, it, it just kind of goes to show you that like maybe people are just uh, sensationalizing situations that they experience. But I mean, who knows? Maybe there is something out there. Yeah, I I don't know. I have a, I never experienced anything, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then can you share your favorite exploration with me? I would love to hear like overall like if you have one that stands out among all the other ones you've done. Um Yeah, there's many, but like for me, um I started with Urbex uh, as an adult, um because I was writing a guidebook. I'm a ghostwriter, so I was writing a guidebook about Berlin and Berlin's hidden places. And I found this amusement park that many knows about, but not maybe not 
um, the backstory, but I was very intrigued by this, and I was only supposed to write half a page about this place, but I ended up writing like 12 pages, and um, because it, the backstory is so great, or not great, I mean, <laughs> it's tragic, but um, so this amusement park was owned by a family who at first they had a traveling Tivoli and then they had some accident with a roller coaster because they set it up too close to a church tower and the church tower was being renovated so there was some very serious accident there and after that they bought this land to build an the Tivoli at one place, stay at one place. And um, yes, uh, so, yeah, there's so many stories, but it, the, the amusement park was abandoned in 2002. And uh, the owner owned so much money to the city. So he was in deep debt, but he, he tricked the city that he needed to take the carousels to South America to renovate them or something. So he took the carousels with him. And yeah, it's a long story, but uh, in, it involves like smuggling 170 kilos. That's 375 pounds of cocaine in one of the carousels. Whoa. Yeah. And <laughs> it didn't go well for him, but it's, it's a crazy story. And... I was so fascinated by this place and then I got to see it in real life and see this Ferris wheel that was still um, uh, moving in the wind and squeaking. So this is my first explore as an adult and it will always have a special place in my heart even if I have many other favorites as well and it's not abandoned anymore. So yeah wow that's also, that's cool you got to see it like before they you know renovated it or whatever they did to it I think that's amazing yeah it's so amazing with a place where you're supposed to be very happy when it's decaying and it's like perfect place for a zombie apocalypse <laughs> 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 and also I I went to, I like amusement parks, but I went to one in uh, Japan. Uh, um, it took me a really long time to go there, but um, it's like afterwards you realize how cool it was because they had a replica of what do you call those? cliffs made to look like precedent oh uh, mount rushmore exactly they had a replica of that <laughs> that's so, crazy <laughs> so that was a good explorer oh man did you explore more yeah. things in japan or just that uh yeah i went to a couple of other places um i went to a water park and I try to go to a hotel, but I have so many places to go to. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get back there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, Japan is high yeah. on my list as well. Like, I really want to go out there and explore. And, you know, we've got 
plenty of explorers out there that are, you know, down to bring you around and show you different spots. And uh, I actually have um, uh, Ghost Urbex Japan coming on the show, and I'm super excited to talk with with them about their their time exploring Japan. And you know, hopefully, we can link up when I go out there and explore some stuff together. And you know, I would love to after COVID kind of dies down. I would love to have a big like urbex meetup and just meet a bunch of people Ooh. that were on the show you know I, I think it'd be so cool to do that and i've gotten to meet like yeah. like two or three guests that i've had on the show um big banks and abandoned nashville i got to explore with them together and that was super cool and you know it, it would just be awesome to be able to meet more people that i've had on here um for you like speaking of meeting other explorers uh have you been able to use social media to meet other people that are in the community and and what's your experience been like on social media yeah because uh, at first i was alone doing this i don't have any friends who have the same feeling for it my friends come with me sometimes and my father comes with me but i don't have any arabic friends close by and in the beginning i felt like I was a bit afraid of people because I was like, what do do they want? Do they want to get my addresses or what do they want? But uh, during COVID, um, I I live alone and I work mostly alone. So when when I couldn't see my friends, uh, Instagram has been such a, like, uh, I don't know, it means so lot, uh, so much to have all these friends that I talk to every day. And actually, Ghost is one of my friends as well. I just <laughs> talked to him before going on this. <laughs> so I know you're going to interview him soon. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, like sometimes I speak to someone for months and months and I don't even know their real name. Yeah. And but still they are very close friends, even if I don't know what they're working with, how old they are. Uh, we just talk about the interest. So I'm very grateful and I can't wait to be able to travel again and go for a trip all around Europe to meet everyone. It'd be so nice. Oh yeah, it's going to be crazy. I, uh, I'm i planning a trip in Europe uh, in March, so hopefully I can like meet yeah, up with some people. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about it after the show, but... Uh, um, do you have any bucket list items, like places that you're dying to go to that you haven't been to yet? Yeah, I have I have many, but um, I've been trying not to think too much about it because when I when I can't go, I just get upset. But um, one of my dreams are to, of course, go to Six Flags. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard there's many who want to go, and um, I also want to go back to the catacombs because this was before I had my GoPro. And at that time, I just took some photos. I put them on Facebook in a secret album and I threw them away so I don't have them anymore. So that, and then I have a hotel in um, in Asia I really want to go to. It's a very big five-star hotel uh, with like 10 or 15 floors that I really want to go to. Oh, so cool. yeah, I don't think the list will be shorter. <laughs> 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 <Anytime soon. laughs> yeah, I feel you. 
I have so many on my list and it keeps growing. My, my map keeps like getting more pins on it yeah. as, as the days go by. And <laughs> the more I talk to people on this show, I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I got to add that place too. You know, like there's so many <laughs> things out there and, you know, people that are getting into the hobby, they may feel like uh, they're limited on the things they can explore. But I mean, the world is big and there's a lot of people and a lot of buildings and a lot of buildings that have been abandoned, you know, so there's a, a plethora of buildings out there for us to explore. And so I don't think this hobby will ever die. I think it will just continue to go forever. Um, if yeah. you could live in an abandoned place that you've explored for an entire week, which one would it be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah uh, maybe maybe the catacombs i know uh, people live there for weeks and they have so many fun games and like treasure hunts and they throw smoke bombs at each other <laughs> i just i just wanna i wanna see more of the of how they live down there <laughs> yeah uh, yeah That'd be a really Maybe cool documentary can. to do, like a document. I think it's been done, but like, you know, like an updated documentary about the cataphiles. Like I would love to film mm -hmm. something like that about them and interview them and talk to them. And I know a lot of them are very like uh, seclusive, like they, they don't like other people, which is why they kind of live in the catacombs. But I think it'd be cool mm -hmm. to be able to like talk to some of them and, and see how they live and what they do. And you, like I've heard about some of the games and things they play down there. And I think it's so fascinating that that lifestyle of living underground is so fascinating to me. Mm, me too. And then uh, my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Um, yeah, the dust mask. I need to wear a mask. And um, also to trust my own judgment more. Uh, you know, you see a lot of photos or you meet someone who says, you can do this and you can go to the second uh, floor. It's not, it's not dangerous, but you really have to trust your own instinct because you are on your own. And if something happens, uh, no one else uh, is to blame but yourself. And you can't, because all of us are a little bit crazy. <laughs> so even if you think somebody knows more than you, just trust yourself and don't take unnecessary risks. Um, that's something because I always like, oh, they know, they know it's safe, so I can go here and here. And then I realize, wait, <laughs> maybe, maybe they just are just taking a chance, like I do. So, um, and also. Um, Like, I feel a bit um, in a hurry sometimes. I, um, I'm so sad about a few places that I missed to see because uh, they were uh, torn down or something like that. But because, yeah, I, I just wish I would have gone out sooner and took my chance when I had it. So, because I have those a few places that I missed, like... Chateau Miranda in mm. Europe and Nara Dreamland um, amusement park in Japan. Yeah, no, so definitely. I just, yeah. And then if uh, and also oh, go ahead. Sorry. That I, sorry. <laughs> no, but also that uh, I shouldn't 
be afraid to connect to other people because the community has given me so much and I, I don't mean addresses. I never ask for addresses or locations, but just to have this other people who understands my interests just like they understand it fully. Like when I tell my other friends, they don't understand the passion and uh, yeah, don't, they don't understand it fully. I feel. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm so happy about the friends I made. Yeah, there's nothing like this community. It's so special. And if people want to uh, keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Drop your uh, Instagram, your YouTube stuff, uh, anything you have that you'd like to share. Yeah, I'm on Instagram as Dark Arabics and also on YouTube and TikTok and Facebook. <laughs> So I'm Stark Urbex everywhere. <laughs> All right, guys, that was my episode with Stark Urbex. If you want to check out her content, head over to Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or Facebook and look up Stark Urbex. I put her link down in the description for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the No Tracers podcast. Sorry, I've been a little lax on posting. I just got home from a tour in the UK with a band called Monroe. Uh, you might have heard that uh, two weeks ago. I was talking about the tour. Uh, and yeah, the tour's over. It was absolutely incredible. I am super looking forward to going back on tour with my own band, Matriarchs, or my other band, Chasing Satellites, or doing content for other bands. I'll try to uh, make sure I record episodes ahead of time so that I can post them. But um, thank you guys for listening again. And if you haven't subscribed to my new YouTube channel, No Tracers, I'll put a link down in the description for you. I would appreciate it if you guys jumped on that. It'll be the home for my Urbex content as well as this podcast for YouTube. Um, I had it on my vlog channel, but I felt like it wasn't getting the traction it deserved. So I decided to make a new YouTube channel uh, because YouTube favors new channels and my old vlog channel is over 10 years old. So YouTube is not really pushing my stuff anymore. So hopefully this new channel pops off and we can do some cool stuff. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace. Thank you.